Welcome to episode 11 of the Greater Manchester Chamber of Commerce podcast. This episode contains audio from our Chamber Live event, which took place on Thursday the 6th of August 2020 and was hosted by our Policy Campaigns and Communications Director, Chris Fletcher. In this episode, our Head of Research, Subhakrishnan Harihara, exclusively launches the results of our latest recovery tracker survey to give you an overall insight into the state of the economy. Paul Brammer, our Assistant Manager for Chamber Space, joins Chris to discuss our future plans for the venue and the challenges we've overcome ahead of reopening the Members Lounge, Workspace and opening for events. Our Membership Value Manager, Lewis Crow, provides a quick update on how membership can help you raise your profile, while also introducing a brand new service. And finally, our International Trade Operations Manager, Amy Swindles, discusses our new range of international trade enhanced packages to help your business with preparing for Brexit and also to upskill your export teams. Welcome to this week's uh, Chamber Live Brief. It's the 11th one we've done uh, and we're heading into the middle of August now when there's still plenty of stuff to uh, to tell people about, a lot of stuff going on at the Chamber and as usual over the next 30 minutes we'll pack as much as we possibly can in. Uh, we've got Subra, Paul, Lewis and Amy joining us today uh, to give you all the latest news information, a couple of exclusives as well uh, and a bit of an update as to what's actually been going on uh, at the chamber. Uh, but without any further ado, what I'd like to do first of all is introduce Subra, who's going to give a quick update uh, on our latest survey results. So Subra, over to you. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> I, hopefully you can all see my screen now. I hope so. Okay, thank you. Very good. Okay, so uh, what I'm going to be uh, talking about is the uh, results from the second Greater Manchester Recovery uh, Tracker. Uh, the fieldwork for this particular tracker survey was conducted between the uh, 16th of July and the 31st of July, and we are launching the results now at uh, Chamber Live. We had just short of 100 responses uh, in this uh, survey. So if you did fill it in, I know some of you have. Uh, thank you very much. If you haven't, the fieldwork for the third recovery tracker is uh, now open. Uh, we will put the link in the chat box, uh, so please do fill it uh, in as well. Um, so that, because... You know, your, your views are absolutely critical to help us uh, shape both the research work that we do, but also the policy positions um, that we adopt. Okay, so what, what did we look into uh, in this recovery tracker? Uh, the usual subjects, um, demand, cash flow, uh, issues that are of concern to businesses at the moment, uh, and so on. And, uh, here, you know, some of you have attended previous uh, sessions of Chamber Live, but maybe also the QES presentation that I did last month. Uh, and at that time, we talked about the Nike swoosh or the tick mark uh, shape recovery um, model uh, that we had developed here uh, within the chamber. So I'll just talk about that um, because we are keeping on updating it with every result set that we gather. Okay, so first off, uh, customer demand. Uh, now, this is key because one of the key challenges in this uh, period of uh, COVID disruption has been a reduced sales and business volumes uh, for the majority of uh, businesses. And that obviously leads to lower revenues. Um, now, there has been a fortnightly dip in uh, current uh, sales, um, but the order book is uh, clearly improving. So future orders are looking pretty strong. Uh, the balances are still negative, as you can see. Um, you know, we are, we are still very much below that uh, zero line. Uh, but 
compared to the lows that we experienced in April and May, there has been a significant uh, improvement uh, since then. And, and I think that improvement continues. Obviously, we will keep on updating this, which is why we are doing the tracker surveys. So demand is definitely much better compared to the lows that we experienced in April and uh, May. Uh, that is reflected in the cash flow positions uh, because you have better sales, you have better revenues coming in. Um, other factors would have also contributed to that improvement in cash flow. Uh, for example, we have heard from many businesses that the experience of accessing the uh, coronavirus job retention scheme funds uh, from HMRC uh, has been fairly smooth. The payments are all coming in time, you know, usually paid within four or five working days of the claim actually having been made to HMRC. So clearly these things are helping uh, improve the cash flow positions. What is of particular interest is the significant jump in cash flow positions uh, compared to the Q2 QES positions. So Q2 QES cash flow balance was at minus 53. It is now minus 16. You know, so that is why you see that uh, pretty significant recovery in uh, cash flow positions in uh, July. And that's certainly uh, good news uh, because that can then drive you know, further business investment, it will lead to job retention and uh, that sort of thing. Having said that, uh, clearly cash flow positions and reduced business volumes uh, continue to be a major concern uh, for uh, businesses. There are other concerns as well. You know, staff availability has been reported as a concern by nearly a quarter of businesses. Um, other factors such as business rates, you know, the ability to work remotely, these do remain concerns, but the main two factors there are the reduced business volume, so that is clearly customer demand, and then uh, cash flow positions. Those two remain critical issues to keep an eye on as we go on. Um, you know, the, the next step in this process is clearly the third recovery tracker. After that, we have QES, uh, so we will keep reporting to you on that. So what does that all mean? You know, how are we going to use some of this information into our uh, forecast model, which is uh, what we are using as the outlook for Greater Manchester? Now, for the most part, that forecast, you know, for Nike swoosh-shaped uh, gradual recovery um, in customer demand remains on track. Now, clearly, we will have to adjust it with every data set, as I have said before. Um, but I, I think, you know, assuming there is no second wave that has to be dealt with by a full lockdown, as we have had in April, May, I think we are on track. Uh, to breach that zero line and get into positive territory towards the uh, end of uh, this uh, quarter. You know, uh, the first model of this um, uh, forecast that we did immediately after the QES results in June had the current sales balance for this period at roughly minus 18. It is now minus 16, so it is slightly better than our forecast. The order book was forecast to be at around minus 20. It is minus 26, so slightly lower than forecast. Okay, but more or less, you know, you can see that uh, linear progression there. Um, this is based on a simple statistical regression model. Um, it, I, I think we are still on track based on the uh, latest uh, data set. But the thing to watch would be, um, you know, the third recovery tracker where some of the impact from these restrictions that were imposed uh, the week before last would also be captured. But I think more or less uh, we are on uh, track. Uh, so that's uh, that's the uh, presentation from my side. Uh, if you have any questions, I'll try and answer them. Over to you, Chris. Thanks very much, Subra. Um, and I suppose it's quite interesting because we're doing this on the day that the Bank of England have announced that you know they're looking at the 
the shape of the recovery as well. It's not that long ago, I think, that they predicted it was going to be a very sharp V, uh, which uh, is a view that we didn't agree with at the time, uh, as if right. we ever did agree with what, what, uh, what the Bank of England and other people say. Uh, I think it seems that they're more erring on the side of this particular model and shape of, of recovery. Of course, there's a, some big variables in that, isn't there? Uh, like, like you've already said, around second waves and things uh, of that nature. Absolutely. So uh, what the Bank of England said this morning is rather curious because their, their initial forecast, uh, I think in April, was that GDP could drop by almost minus 35%. But having experienced that minus 35% drop, there would be a rapid recovery. Now, clearly, we have not had a minus 35% drop in GDP. GDP is certainly lower compared to the first quarter, but we have not had that minus 35% drop. But at the same time, what they are now saying is that although the impact has been not as severe as was initially predicted, the recovery is going to be a lot slower. So mm -hmm. instead of having that sharp V-shaped uh, curve, what you're going to have is something which is more similar to this uh, tick mark shape where you have a very slow and gradual increase in demand. Uh, they are estimating uh, uh, a doubling of unemployment um, in December, January. Um, you know, that, that is not really great news. But again, all of this could shift. Um, it, and we, we just have to keep an eye on, on the data as it emerges. But more importantly, you know, what is that infection rate and what is the impact in GM and how does GM respond uh, to any rise in infection rates? Yeah, it is. It's still uh, still very far from clear and certain as to what's going to happen. But one thing is, you know, if you are a member, if you are a business in Greater Manchester, you get the opportunity to fill out the recovery tracker or the QES. The QES is still uh, going and starts again in a couple of weeks' time. As Subra said, please fill it in. The data at the present moment in time is even more important than it is normally. And we can do things with this. And this is the sort of stuff that we do feed into government, both locally Andy Burnham's office, the combined authority, and also to take part in national level stuff as well. And it is so important. While we've not got crystal balls, it's a lot more accurate than some of the stuff that gets published these days. Uh, so I'm always on the side of the information that you, our members, actually send through to us rather than somebody sat in an office 200 miles away in the middle of London. So thanks very much for that, Subra. We'll keep our eyes on that one and watch what's coming up. Uh, over the next few months. So our next speaker today is is, is Paul Brammer from uh, from Chamber Space, and uh, he's just give a, going to give us a, a bit of an update on some of the things that's going on uh, around reopening. And uh, and Paul, obviously, one of the things we uh, we really wanted to uh, hear about is is what's the current state of play with uh, with getting the chamber offices uh, back open, and obviously, you know, following government guidelines within that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Uh, thank you, Subra, for a great presentation. Mine will not be anywhere near as good, but uh, bear with me. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, to just give you a couple of minutes uh, overview about Chamber Space, uh, Chambers Events Venue, and also about reopening our Members Lounge uh, and Elliot House uh, in general. Uh, Chamber Space is, as of August the 1st, reopen. Uh, we are, as Chris said, operating within government guidelines, so um, we are, we are uh, uh, allowed to operate meetings and events of up to 30 people. Um, we had a couple of trial runs uh, with a couple of clients already. Uh, things seem to have gone really well. So yeah, we're, we're back open for business and, and, and there for members and for non-members uh, alike. Um, and 
behind the scenes, the team have done a massive um, uh, amount of work in uh, making the venue as secure and, and as, uh, as, as COVID secure as possible. Uh, so for example, we've, in, uh, we've uh, installed a thermal imaging uh, system at uh, reception. So as soon as people come in, they get the temperature checked. We've got no touch hand sanitizing stations throughout the venue. Um, we've, uh, we've got all sorts of flexible signage uh, throughout the venue, one-way systems uh, in place as well. Um, so the, the, there's some parts of that infrastructure that is kind of fixed and there's other parts that changes uh, uh, day by day and week by week. So depending on who the client is and, and when they're coming in, how many they are, we're, we're, we're being as flexible as possible and, and as proactive as possible. And yeah. as I said, there's been a lot of work uh, gone in behind the scenes uh, there. Yeah. Uh, I know for myself, I was in the office for the first time on, on Tuesday, I think for, I think it was about 130 odd days since I was last in there and uh, I went back in on Tuesday and uh, it does look different. Um, but like I said, you know, uh, I can fully you know, vouch for the fact that everything is being done along government guidelines and is as safe as it possibly can be, including one way systems, uh, etc. Be, being in place. There. I suppose one of the big things that, that we've already prided ourselves in really is being that sort of personal touch and that that being quite open with people uh, and that friendly approach as well and i guess that's so important now while people may be a little bit hesitant uh, yeah. uh, about coming back out again yeah absolutely chris um i think i've been on the team for four years now a little over four years and and, and that's something i've really tried to spearhead and, and really been proud of is our personable, friendly, welcoming customer care. And yeah, definitely the same is still true now. I think you don't, we're not there to kind of browbeat clients and to tell people off for going the wrong way around a one-way system. You know, we're there to welcome people and to make them feel secure, uh, but in a really unobtrusive way, you know. Um, so, so yeah, that's definitely still the case. Uh, yeah. You can come in and see me in my snazzy mask and my gloves uh, any day you like. Um, so yeah, that's something that we're really, we're really keen. I'm really passionate about about continuing and, and uh, working within the new, you know, the new normal. Okay, that's great. And, and just to clarify, the members' lounge isn't open yet, but the meeting rooms are. But obviously, that's that, right. That's the bit that, that you still need to book and, and one thing as it was beforehand, but obviously now. Uh, slight, slightly different requirements in, in line of the COVID-19 guidelines. Yeah. And just one final thing, we've got some new options. You, you're developing some new things on the back of what's happened over the last three or four months, haven't you, that hopefully we'll be able yeah. to tell uh, people about fully in a few weeks' time. But if you can just give us a bit of a tease about what may yeah. be up in the future. Of course, I can tease. Teasing is my middle name. Uh, yes, uh, so we're... Um... We're taking this kind of opportunity with reopening Elliot House to develop a, a flexible workspace uh, uh, in the office. Um, so that's going to be rolled out uh, the end of the month. We're hoping that more news will be coming imminently. Uh, yeah, and so members and, and, and non-members uh, will be able to uh, to book a desk uh, uh, in the office for a day or for a longer period of time. Uh, and yeah, it's going to be really exciting. As, as you said, Chris, having been closed for three or four months, there's... Um, there's so many different things we can do with the space we have at Elliot House. I'm sure most of the people on the call have, have been to, to Elliot House before. Um, so, yeah, that's something to look out for. We will be rolling out some of the details of that soon. But again, that's a really exciting new offer for us and, and something, uh, a new development for Chamber Space and for the, the Great Manchester Chamber in general. So, yeah. Yeah, that's super. Thank you very much, Paul. Um, and I can just vouch once again, there's been a heck of a lot of work done. Uh, by the team there and, and Nathan and, uh, and and others to get the, the place back open again 
just for a few staff at the present moment in time and a couple of clients as you said and we are working towards that time when we can welcome members back onto the premises and the players you've heard from Paul uh, enjoy new services as well uh, and be completely safe uh, and, and it's not just about being safe it's about feeling safe as well and again I was quite impressed with the way that the feeling of the building has been retained as well it's a great workspace it's a great building uh, and I think to do that as well as you know all the COVID measures as well is is something that everyone should be proud of though that's been involved with it so thank you very much Paul uh, and we'll keep everyone updated on news uh, about our further bits of uh, reopening and later taste as we go through uh, the next few months <clears throat> excuse me uh, I'd like to uh, ask Lewis now Lewis Crow is going to join us from our membership team uh, to give us an update uh, on a few things so Lewis if you uh, if you're there Thanks, Chris. Um, yeah, very, very much right. So I just wanted to provide a little bit of an update uh, from membership uh, and the chamber as a whole, really, on how we can help our members with their marketing and PR. Um, obviously, the unexpected circumstances that have, have occurred over the last six months have really pushed forward the importance of um, marketing and PR uh, for businesses. And whether that's to maintain your profile as it is, or to make uh, people aware of changes to your services as people adapt, um, or of course, just to, to speak with potential clients or your existing clients at the moment. Um, and the Chamber's always worked very, very hard to utilize our platform and our great audience that we have uh, to allow our members to share uh, engaging editorial content. Um, and because of this, submitting your content to the chamber as a mem as a member is completely free of charge um, so it's a really good asset to have and to take advantage of and what what uh, what sort of platforms uh, are available for members because again people just sometimes think oh, it's just just one particular thing but i, I know from my own uh, involvement in this area of work there's a lot we can go at isn't there really from from a member's perspective louis you want to just explain a little bit about those yeah of course yeah um well you're very right because people consume uh the content so differently nowadays there's so many different channels and you have to have uh, a position across as many of those as possible really um so with our members uh first and foremost they can upload their own news to our website directly so that's then checked by our marketing team and reviewed and then goes live on the site um, and pre-covid the engagement with the website was very very strong so there's around 12,000 unique visitors every single month to the site and we're fairly sure that's going to have increased um, quite substantially during the, the lockdown period as more people uh, do gravitate towards our digital channels rather than seeing us in person. Um, so in addition to this, when you do submit any of your stories or your news pieces to our website, they're automatically assessed by our marketing team and considered for the brief e-newsletter. And that, that newsletter itself goes out every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Uh, we increased uh, the outreach on that uh, because of the situation. And it goes out to over 6,000 contact, contacts every time. Um, so we're always looking for new engaging content there. And it's a great way to get your message a little bit further in the, in the wider membership, but also the general business community as well. Um, and then to supplement this last year, um, as, as you know, Chris, we added uh, the MyGMCR app platform. Um, so this is available for both members and those that are in the GM business community as well and allows you to share news, events and most importantly offers on your own business profile. Um, so this not only gives an online platform to share your content through and to engage with staff members at different businesses in different ways, but also it's a great employee engagement tool yourself because every single member of your staff can download that app and there's loads of great offers on there. There's loads of stuff for the new 
um, Eat Out to Help Out campaign and various bits and pieces on there as well. So it's just a nice engagement tool and reward system for your staff as well, which is always useful. That's great. We've heard already from Paul about a, a new service uh, being developed uh, for, from Chamber Space. I know membership are in the middle of, uh, of developing a new service as well, which I'm particularly excited about. And uh, if you just tell us a little bit about the new journal link service that we're, we're involved with. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so an another one of our exclusives, as you mentioned, uh, as you mentioned earlier. Um, so we've um, added to um, our service offering to provide uh, a new paid for service, which is called journal link. Um, and it's focused on helping members uh, to get their news out uh, to more press publications, basically. So that's locally, nationally and globally. Um, and it's also very, very useful for those that may have a somewhat niche audience um, and want to get into certain trade publications or publications that uh, are relevant, really, to the content they're providing. Um, so it's an online platform um, designed to help small businesses to connect their content with the wide network of, of over 70,000 journalists in the UK. Um, it's really, really flexible service where people can either pay for a subscription, where it basically becomes a part of your marketing strategy and your marketing department, or they can pay for individual pieces of support on a more ad hoc basis as well. So we're hoping it's really accessible to, to all in that, in that respect. Um, and if you would like any further information about that service, then uh, myself or any of our membership team will be more than happy to talk you through it and, and give you a bit of information on how that could relate to your particular business or your particular plans. Okay, that's super. Thanks very much, Lewis, for that. And Journal Link is something that the Chamber uses as well. And obviously, uh, I've seen personally in a, a, a real increase in the, the amount of press coverage uh, that we've got through submitting our news stories through using that service as well. So I think that'll be really, really useful once we get that fully up and running. Uh, and, and obviously, uh, as Lewis said, if anyone wants any further information, then please give us a ring or get in touch with your membership manager and we can, uh, we can start to build up on that. I think it's interesting you mentioned there about different channels and, and one thing and another. And again, uh, as people will probably know, or if you're on the call for the first time, what we usually do with these events is we quickly turn them around. Uh, Megan in the uh, comms and marketing team gets it posted up uh, on YouTube. We also pull uh, the audio from it as well and put that out on a podcast. And the link there is, of course, is Lewis is our intro man for our podcast with his silky southern uh, tones lulling us all into uh, listening to some absolutely great content on our podcast. So Lewis is involved in all this stuff as well from a real hands-on bit of it as well. So if you're not listening to any or you want to listen back to this one, look out in the next 24 hours. We should have those live uh, for you as well in case you missed something. So it, it really is a, a good range now of, of stuff that we can offer people to get yourself noticed, as, as we said, get your profile out there and tell people what it is you do, any new services or anything you may want to uh, you may want to market. So thanks very much, Lewis. That's, uh, that's absolutely superb. Our final uh, speaker today is from our trade team, uh, and it's Amy. Uh, and she's uh, going to discuss a few things uh, coming up in, in preparation for Brexit. You see the COVID of Brexit, isn't it, it seems, uh, these days. And, and you can't ignore either of them, I suppose, really. And, and they both could have some significant impact. So, Amy, can you just give us an idea of what we've got coming up uh, that can help companies prepare for Brexit? Yeah, thanks, Chris. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much about Brexit because I know uh, we had uh, my colleagues on last week mentioning a couple of things. But just a reminder that we do have a border controls webinar with our director of trade facilitation at the British Chambers on Tuesday. It's proving hu hugely popular. I think we've already got over 100 of our members signed up to it. 
so uh, anybody that would like to book, I think uh, Pauline's going to post a link in the chat if anybody would like to log into that. Um, recently as well, we just literally uh, launched our masterclass series today, um, one of our new packages, Get Ready for Brexit packages, which we're uh, opening up to members and non-members. Uh, really good deal, so we've included in that some time with our team, Brexit readiness assessments for companies, um, advice on the customs processes, and also half a day with one of our consultants uh, to talk through, make sure businesses are really prepared for Brexit. And along with that, we've got our Upskill Your Team package, which includes some discounted training um, if you purchase some places with us. So we can um, send you some details on that. I think there's a link, they've literally just gone live on our website um, if anybody's interested. Yeah, so that's great. And there's, there's just a load of stuff going on, isn't there, at the present moment? Government's almost woken up, hasn't it, really? And suddenly realised after all this time that they better start to do something. And, and I know that yourself and, and Pauline and Susanna and other members of the team are, are really busy. You mentioned the masterclasses. They've, they've been proven really popular, haven't they? Yeah, we've got um, over 200 signed up to the series so far. Um, I think we had around 40 on this morning, which is just on exporting, which is great for some of our smaller international events. Um, we've been busy. I know we got a letter from government yesterday that was launched from the British Chambers of Commerce, uh, urging companies to get in touch with the Chambers of Commerce. And I've been doing a lot of work as well on um, customs processes and working very closely with the Northern Ireland Chamber in Belfast. Uh, seeing the impact on what it'll have on their members, getting advice to bring back from our members. So we've got another uh, two dates where I'll be working with them coming up in August. So hopefully be able to feedback on those sessions. Very, very busy. And it's, we can't just stop doing things and wait till everything's changed for Brexit and carry on again. We've got to keep going, haven't we, with uh, with, with everything coming through. So I think the, the offer that's coming out and, and some of the work that's being done by by our trade team, by Amy and her colleagues, are, are absolutely superb. Any, any, anything you're working on at present that may be coming out in the near future, or are we? <laughs> um, I, I think we're looking at some uh, new virtual offerings. Uh, obviously, looking at extending that masterclass series as well. I don't think that's something we want to stop. Uh, we've got dates right through to October, but I think that's something we see fortnightly at 10 a.m. Uh, just giving some kind of brief. Um, technical areas on international trade for members that you can all attend for free so yeah hopefully we won't see the end of those and they'll keep going uh, even when we do return to some kind of normality <laughs> people keep saying that when we turn to it was, I'm, I'm, I'm not working on weeks or months now i think i'm on years for returning back to <laughs> normality but rest assured if people are feeling that things aren't normal and you want some help and advice especially on international trade then please get in touch with our fantastic award-winning trade team uh, that we've got here at the Chamber of Commerce. What these guys don't know about international trade, we believe you and me, is not worth knowing. So if you want some expert advice pointing in the right direction, please get in touch with us. Amy, thank you very much for that. And again, it's great, you know, that we've got all these things going on and we've heard about new services and, and new offers coming through as well as, you know, reopening the building. There is a lot of stuff going on at present, but it's also so important that we also know uh, what our members are thinking about this, what they want to see, etc., which is one of the purposes of, of running events like this. We're almost out of time, but there's a, another, uh, there's a sting in the tail on this one because there's another piece of news as well that we, uh, we just want to tell people about. Uh, as I said at the start of this, this is the 11th um, Chamber uh, live uh, weekly brief. We started these 11 weeks ago, funnily enough, 
Uh, and at the time, we didn't realise, you know, what, what it was about. We just felt it was something we needed to do. And we've seen over the last couple of weeks, certainly in, in particular, we've had some really, really good top quality input from people. We had a panel session last week from the hospitality sector, which I thought was was absolutely outstanding. Uh, and we've tried to, to, you know, cram as much as we can in on a weekly basis in 30 minutes. And we, we, we hopefully do that every time. However, we're going to be uh, changing the date and the frequency of these meetings uh, in the next couple of weeks. So this will be the last weekly uh, Chamber Live brief that we do on a Thursday. From August the 18th, which is a Tuesday, I hope, Tuesday, August the 18th, we'll be going to every fortnight. So the next event will be on Tuesday, August the 18th, and we've also extended it as well. We've added an extra 15 minutes on, onto it as well, so we can make sure that we can add even more content in there and do a little, a few more things. We can do sector focuses, a few more panel events, those type of things as well. So 45 minutes, same time, two o'clock in the afternoon, starting on the 18th of August. And we're running them every fortnight because on Tuesday we've got our virtual networking as well, which again is something we've started during lockdown and has absolutely gone through the roof. While it's great to be in the same room while you're networking and hopefully, fingers crossed, we can start to run those type of events in the future when we fully reopen Elliot House again and whatever that may look like, there is a need there for members to carry on meeting and networking. So we do the virtual networking. So basically on a Tuesday, one Tuesday will be the virtual networking, the Tuesday after then will be the brief event uh, and we'll run it in exactly the same way that we have done uh, these events on a Thursday. So we're just about out of time there. Thank you very much for all our speakers today, to Subra, to Paul, to Lewis, Lewis sorry, and, uh, and to Amy as well, I'm getting carried away. Uh, and uh, thank you all for attending as well. It's 30 minutes, hopefully you found it well, well spent time uh, and we've informed you about things. If you have missed anything, please look out for the YouTube video or the podcast going live in the next 24 hours. Uh, but thank you very much. And if you've been one of the originals that's been with us right from the start on the Thursday afternoon, it's great, been great to have your company. Uh, but also I look forward to uh, seeing you again on the 18th of August uh, on a Tuesday as we go forward with a slightly different format, uh, but still the same great content. So thank you all very much for that. Stay safe and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. <laughs>